They say that life is full of opportunities, right? So why are so many of us dreading getting out of bed to face another day? I know what that's like. My life was full of conflict, stress, failure, and fear. When I got cancer for the second time, my choice was simple, change or die. Today, I love waking up. I love my life. I love owning my own business that is helping people learn and grow. So how do you unlock that kind of transformation in your life? Let's discover the answers together as we hear from ordinary people like you and me and their extraordinary success stories. My name is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Hello, everyone. Welcome today to Power to Grow. Today, we have a great guest, and our guest today is David Waldy. I love that. We actually had a conversation about it being like Waldo, but with a Y. So Waldy, love that. So David, I'm going to talk a little bit about what David has done and share a little bit about him. So David is a business strategist and mindset coach who partners with purpose-driven entrepreneurs, business leaders to help them increase their conversions. He helps them to get out of their way and get to the work that is required to see their dreams realized. He believes that the level of success we achieve in our lives and business is directly proportionate to our commitment to our own personal development and the pro- and the process of becoming. I really love that, David. So David has been contracted to work alongside industry leaders like Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi, where he helps teach and train in workshops and masterminds for business leaders across the globe. He believes untapped potential lies inside every person and seeks to help them develop the confidence, skills, and habit they need to become who they have been called to be. Oh my gosh, David, I absolutely love that. And this is something about David, I did not know that he was actually contracted to be an industry leader with what Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi. I Oh my gosh, I was like blown away when I heard that. So David, share us, share with us a little bit about your story, kind of how this all happened and, and where you started from. Yeah, for sure, Donna. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. It's an absolute honor to be here with you. And thank you for that introduction. <laughs> Very wow. kind of you. So yeah, a little bit about my story. I grew up in, in the Midwest in Kansas, uh, down the street from Clark Kent. So Superman and I were best friends growing up, which was awesome. And <laughs> but I moved, to, I moved to Florida right before high school. And when I ended up graduating high school, I had worked really hard, like a lot of people do. I'd applied myself and I ended up with a full ride academic scholarship to any university in the state of Florida. And I turned it down. And my parents oh. about lost their mind. <laughs> I bet. Holy cow. I had felt like my path was, uh, was not through what would be the, you know, the educational norms. I, I really, at the time, I didn't have an understanding of what self-education really was. I just believed in the concept of modeling. And what I mean by modeling, and hopefully we can get into that a little bit today, is that I just wanted to, I wanted to find the types of people 
that had achieved certain results in their life, their marriage, as parents, in business, in, in finance, and all these different things. And I felt like the educational system across the board was a lot of theory and there was great teachers. But if you didn't go into a specific field being, you know, like working professional as a doctor or as a lawyer where, you know, a degree is, is, is highly necessary, I felt like for me, it wasn't the right path. And that was primarily because I had so many friends that were coming out of school with degrees and not even going into their degree field, ending up taking jobs that they didn't want to take just to pay back the student loans and all this stuff. And so I was like, I'm not going to waste four years of my life if I'm not dead set on this is what I want to pursue. And so I went straight into what I now call self-education. And I went into uh, an internship program that I paid to be a part of for two years, uh, learning leadership development, interpersonal communication skills, just focusing on everything to do with, uh, with, with business, being in business, working with teams, strengths development. And there was also a ministerial aspect. So there was some, uh, like some Bible classes and things like that, that it was, it was a ton of fun. But that was like the start to my journey into personal development, self-education, and all of that. And I, I quickly built a career in, uh, in the corporate world in sales. I've been in sales my entire career. And I, I, got to, uh, I got to a breaking point. I got to that point where you are just assessing your life and you're like, okay, I feel like I need clarity as to what is next. Where am I going? What is going on in my life? And all along the path, again, I had been looking for people that I could model, like people that I could model there. And a good example is I I met this couple that uh, they were like in their 80s, right? <laughs> and I said, how, you know, how long have you guys been married? And they're like, we've been married for like 60 years. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to model that. How, like, tell me how you did that, right? How did you do that? And so I was always obsessed with, with modeling and learning from other people. And then along the journey, I got introduced to people like Dave Ramsey and Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, a number of different people in the, the business finance space. And and so I had been working uh, really, really hard. I got promoted to a senior management position. I call it a promotion, even though I was kind of forced into the role. And a lot of drama ensued. I was working for a company that I had become one of the top 1% producers in the entire company across the world. It's a $400 million company, $400 million a year company. And I was top 1% in sales. So I was crushing it, doing incredible I was looking around and trying to figure out what made me different because I didn't, I'm not a salesy guy. Like I'm not the, you know, <laughs> sometimes I can come across as the charismatic salesy type person, but it just not, is not my approach. And so I was trying to distinguish what made me different. And fortunately the company recognized that, but through, I won't bore, with the, bore you with the details, but through some unsavory activity that happened at the company, I came forward about stuff that I saw that was going on. Mm. And I got betrayed and mm. the owners decided to take the side of the other person. And so it was essentially corporate sabotage. And I, uh, I had my pay cut by $40,000. I had my, my entire commission structure removed. I lost all my benefits, lost all of the mm. you know, peripheral things. And, and now at that point from the outside looking in, it looked really really good. I mean, I had the glass corner office, company car, six figures, right? Like I made it. And I wasn't, it was before I was even 30 years old. I'm like, this is what everybody wants, the American dream. But I would inside, I was absolutely miserable. I was working 70, 80, 90 hour work weeks, um, killing myself, just trying to, uh, to take care of my team. My team in and of itself was generating four to $5 million a year in revenue just at that one location. And I had a, um, we had just, my wife and I just had a daughter. 
and just a whole bunch of different things, I really came to a screeching halt where I started having just a complete and total breakdown because the money didn't make me happy. The job didn't make me happy. Uh, what I was doing, my relationships, everything was, uh, it was tough. It was really, really, really tough. And so being in that season and then going through what I felt like was a betrayal of the company that I invested years of my life and generated millions and millions and millions of dollars for. That's just unreal. It was, it was tough. Yeah, it was very, very tough. And I'm grateful now that it happened though. And I feel like God was working a plan because that kind of pushed me out the door in the right way. And I, uh, I ended up deciding to go all in on building my own business to get into coaching and consulting, uh, specifically my area of expertise, teaching sales and things like that. And, and long story short, I made a pivot uh, a little over a year ago and I started to build everything. And then last year I went, I went all in, took the plunge. And on the day that I turned in my two week notice, I got an email from two men. <laughs> One was named Tony Robbins and one was named Dean Graziosi. And it was an email congratulating me that they, they had decided they wanted to invite me to be a part of their speaking and training team. And it happened the day I turned in my two-week notice. And so to say it was divine. <laughs> and oh, it was I was supposed totally to <laughs> thinking that the whole time. I'm like, the Lord has totally like shifted you from one area where it was so chaos Mm -hmm. And so uh, you probably didn't even see your family working 70 to 90 hours a week is like insane. I can't yeah, even like grasp that. Yeah. That is just insane. Like you're you, you, here, you have this new baby. You probably were thinking I'm never even going to get to see her. So it was a blessing. It was like, God just said, here you go. Sometimes yeah. when that door closes, another one opens, doesn't it? It does. And yeah. I love to see that. Oh, that just like, I saw the angels singing. <laughs> I love it so much because I felt like it really was bringing in. I mean, like God just was saying, here you go. Yeah. You worked really hard. You know the stuff. Now mm -hmm. let's do it in a different way. Yeah. And uh, sometimes he has to close those doors, though, to make us turn the other direction. And I really, really love that. So thank you for sharing. There was a couple things I wanted to ask questions about. One was you said you had a two-year training. Mm -hmm. um, was that in the corporate world that you had that training or where was that? So it was, um, it's actually a school called South Carolina School of Leadership. And so the primary focus, uh, like I said, was on, was really on personal development, learning interpersonal communication skills, strengths development. I'll, there was a ministerial aspect because it was done at a church. So it was associated okay. with the church. And mm -hmm. so we, we had some, some Bible classes and things like that too. But we okay. really, the whole premise of it was to, uh, to bring in people that had succeeded, right? The whole modeling concept succeeded in certain areas. So we had people that were in business and marriage and parenting and, uh, and finance, and they would come in and be our quote unquote professors, if that makes sense. And, and so it was really learning directly from those that had life experience, not just teaching the theory, you know, and I have nothing against teachers. I love teachers to death. My mom's a teacher. My wife was a teacher, sister's teacher, love teachers. But I do think a lot in higher education, there is an element that is missing that was the norm for pretty much thousands of years of masters and apprentices, right? You have somebody who learns something, who teaches somebody else, but they've done it 
with their hands, with their own two hands. They've actually done it versus teaching mm-hmm. just the theory. Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was essential for me as I, I didn't want to learn from someone who hadn't actually been in business. They've been teaching business for 25 years, but hadn't actually been in business, right? <laughs> and so, that makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and it was, uh, it was one of the best decisions, best times of my life. And it, uh, it wasn't, it wasn't easy. And the hardest part I think was just trusting the process, especially when you have people near you that love you to death that are questioning everything you're doing. Because being in in school, you know, you work really, really hard to to get good grades, to go to college. That's just kind of what people say you're supposed to do. And then for me to have that conversation with my parents, I'm grateful that they believed in me, but it was not comfortable. <laughs> that was probably a really hard conversation because I'm sure, you know, our parents usually help us with that degree uh, somewhat. And so mm-hmm. there's a big investment there. So for mm-hmm. them to see you not use that was probably a little scary, but I bet you are using it just in a different way. Is that right? Yeah, I think that for for me, it was, uh, it was I really just, felt like learning the concept of, of modeling and how success really works, not just on a financial level, but like a successful marriage and being a successful dad for me and, and uh, success in relationships that uh, I think that every person, well, I know that every person des- defines success differently. Every single person defines success differently. And that's one of the, one of the amazing things is that we all define failure the same. Mm-hmm. Failure is our inability to to reach or achieve those goals, and so what looks like success for one person may not be success for another person. And so I really was going through this process of discovering what do I what do I want out of life? Like what do I want to create? I, I feel like God has given me all these these gifts, these talents, these skills, these abilities. So what am I supposed to do? And discovering that and just as life goes along, I think you could probably relate to that. You just discover a little bit along the way and you're like, Oh, cool. This and this and this and this, and just realizing more and more that it's all about loving people. It's all about serving people and helping people. It's not about being defined by what you do necessarily. It's who you are and who you're becoming. I love that. I absolutely love that. And you know, as, as you know, I'm a business owner too. And so when I, if I ever stray away from that, what you just said is serving the people and focus more on the money. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work. It never does. I have to focus on my clients and my people. Yeah. And when you focus on them and share that love, it's, it just, it makes such a difference. And that's what you were saying. You know, you focus on that and it's true yeah. and it will grow. And I, and I think, you know, God puts us in places that we can grow. And uh, he definitely put you in a place where you could grow. I love that. So real quick, I want to hear a little bit about, so here you are, you're starting this new business on your own Mm -hmm. and you have all this time that you didn't have before. Mm -hmm. You've got a family you're trying to work with because you've got a baby in the house Mm -hmm. and you're trying to run your business. And you're also, you know, doing this thing with Dean and Tony. So how did this all work as you were trying to like figure all this out? Well, I'm still figuring it out, Donna. (laughs) One of the cool things and one of the scary things was I, I left that previous job just a few weeks before my second child was born. My son was born um, just a couple of weeks after I had left. And so Number two, coming in, not having any form of quote unquote guaranteed income, right? 
even though I think that that is all an illusion, <laughs> that's a different, different subject for a different time. It was, I mean, it was scary. It was really terrifying because for several years, when, after we had my daughter, my daughter will be three in August, you know, my wife and I, we just had a number of conversations and we, we both felt like it was best for, for her to stay home. And she, she wanted to stay home. She's wanted to be a full-time stay-at-home mom. And so we had been single income for a couple of years. And then for us to go from single income, six figures to zero. <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> to take, that a, to a take the plunge. Thought. Yeah. And, and it was, um, no, we didn't go all the way to zero, but it was a huge adjustment because it was no longer that I could rely on this consistency of quote unquote consistency of, okay, I get paid every Friday. Right. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so now it's like, okay, well, it, it is 100% on me to, to figure this out. And I'm no longer surrounded by my marketing team. I'm no longer surrounded by my sales team and HR and our, you know, everything to do with logistics. Cause the, the company that I had been managing before we had almost 80 employees. And so overseeing an entire team to going from that to where it's just like me and in this tiny little office in my house, I'm like, okay, I can't pick up the phone and call somebody else and ask him to help me with this. It's like, it's on me 100%. And, and then my son bear was born and that was, um, was amazing. And it was, I think I really enjoyed there for a couple of weeks of not having to, it was weird. It was really weird. Like waking up and being like, like Oh, I don't have to, I don't have to go anywhere. I can, I can be home. I can be present. I can enjoy these moments. I can sit on the couch with, with um, my newborn, my, my daughter, my wife. And so there was uh, just this, it was a whirlwind of emotion during that time, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. And there were several, several months there for a little while, honestly, Donna, where I didn't know we were going to make it. I didn't, I didn't believe I, my belief sucked at that point. I'll be honest with you. It was, it was one of the first times in my life where I felt like God allowed me to, to see for myself that the faith that I thought I had was not really faith because everything that I had seen previously in my life where I said I was having faith for, there was always a contingency plan. Mm. There was always this savings account over here or this rental property, or I've got this to bail me out, or I've got this job opportunity or this. And, and this was the first time where it was like true, deep faith in the fire and a lot of tears, a lot of pain, a lot of just like, you know, get to the end of the month and there's, there's not enough money and you wonder what's going to happen. And not only are you trying to pay your bills, you're trying to build your business. Right. And and so I, for, for me, going through that process was so rewarding because it really, it built character. I felt like, I feel like that probably wouldn't have been forged otherwise. And it taught me so much about balance and being present and learning how to control my thoughts. And it set me on this process of even rediscovering my own habits. And so working alongside, you know, Tony and Dean and helping uh, with that over at mastermind.com and then building my business and then trying to, uh, trying to work with my clients and, and, you know, do the marketing and the sales and everything all in social media and building everything online and all of it. It was just, it's one of those things you just can't describe you, if you <laughs> but it is not comfortable, but it has been so immeasurably rewarding 
because I've been through things now that I know that one day I'll be able to look somebody in the face and say, I know exactly how you feel. Don't give up. Don't stop. Keep mm. moving forward. Wow. So yeah. <laughs> That's an amazing story. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. So there was a part that you said to me that when you, and this was before we got on the video, but you had said about uh, Tony and Dean and being able to be in that. It was all a belief or a vision that you had or tell me a little bit about that. How did you create that? Like from just a vision of what you had an idea? Yeah. So um, I I love Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Fantastic book. If anybody's not read it, they they need to, but you know, talks about, you know, there are elements where, especially in today's day and age, there's, there's a lot of different spins on visualization and sometimes it can get a little woo woo Mm -hmm. (laughs) there, but it is incredibly powerful. And I saw it firsthand At, at first. I didn't really understand that's what it was, but I had been talking with a mentor of mine and just like any good coach does. I mean, as a coach, like I have coaches and mentors because I know I do too. You know, you know too, right? Yeah. You have to be able to have someone asking you those questions because we can't ask them to ourselves. It just doesn't work for some reason. Yeah. We don't like to take our own medicine. Right? It is so true. So true. She had been, she had been really work. Uh, we'd been working on some goal setting. And I remember we were sitting, we were sitting in a little Mediterranean restaurant and it had like those glass panel windows. You can see like traffic and people walking by and I can, I can just see it in my head. And we were talking about, we were talking about just goals and where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do and who I was becoming and what I felt in my heart. And she was just asking me questions and I'm writing things down. And then all of a sudden, like, I remember sitting my pen down and I was like, I looked at her and I said, the best example of, of what I, what I want to do and who I want to become is, is Tony Robbins. And she's like, Tony Robbins, that's weird. And and I said, well, I probably not, I'm not going to cuss as much as he does, but, (laughs) (laughs) but just his, like his immense love for people and his ability to, his ability to speak truth into their circumstance and, and not allow them to stay stuck. And, uh, just helping people through this process of discovering who they are and who they've been created to be and falling in love with themselves and falling in love with their lives and finding more fulfillment and doing what makes them come alive. I was like, okay, it's Tony Robbins. I, I've got to find a way to work with Tony Robbins. But it was one of those things where I didn't proactively pursue it, which is probably a bad thing. Um, I, I do feel like in visualization, there needs to be an element of that definite desire where you are, you know, it creates the action. Mm-hmm. But just in that moment of writing it down, I will tell you the one thing that did take over my thoughts was that one day I'm going to be on like, I'm going to be working alongside Tony Robbins in some capacity. I don't know what it's going to look like, but I just decided. And I think like you think and think and grow rich, right? There's a story. I think one of the first stories talks about the guy who wanted to work with Thomas Edison, I believe. Mm-hmm. And just like he showed up and he worked for years and years and years. Like I'm going, it's going to happen. And probably six months later, maybe not even six months later, I got an email and I had absorbed a lot of, you know, Tony and Dean stuff and read their books and uh, done some programs and things like that. And I got an email that was an invitation to apply uh, uh, to become a speaker uh, or a trainer for, for Tony and Dean. And I was like, 
there's no, there's no way, right? Yeah. So the belief, you You're can like, see again, okay. like this is how much I believed in myself. It wasn't like, <laughs> yes, this is my moment. It was 100% like, is this real? You know, and so I, uh, I was working through everything with my coach at the time. And, and I remember having to do, I had to, had to do almost 12, I think it was 11 or 12 videos uh, through a lengthy, like several month interview application process where I'm submitting things to them. They're giving feedback, critiquing, et cetera. And I remember really struggling through that because I would script stuff out and then I would try and record it. And then I would try and be really dynamic and try to, you know, what would Tony do? You know? <laughs> I, <tried> to, <laughs> I love it. This is great. I, I tried to do that. And in the process, I started to really discover my voice and my coach really helped me with this. And, and like David, the thing that, that makes you amazing is you're just so authentic and people feel you when you're authentic, when you're scripted it messes it up. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm just going to be authentic. And I remember shooting some of those videos and just being 100% raw, honest, just me, just as authentic as I could be. I'm like, this is me. Love it or hate it. <laughs> go away if you don't like it. <laughs> you know? And, and then to, to go through this process of, you know, talking with my wife and, and making the decision together that I was going to leave my job again, like we, we touched on earlier. I had sent out all the last of the videos and was waiting for the final thing. I didn't know when they were going to respond. I didn't know if it was going to be a couple months. It was going to be six months, a few weeks. And the details of that last day where I actually turned in my two-week notice is that I had, I told the owner I wanted to have a conversation. And it was, it was like, he said, well, let's talk at the end of the day. So it was like 4.30 or something like that. And went in, we had a conversation, talked to him. And he was like, well, you know, just go ahead and, and head on home. We'll wrap up here. And it was, I was walking to my truck and I get a bing, uh, ping on my phone, right? And this is right after a very emotional, like 20 minute, 30 minute almost conversation where I'm ending a five plus year career at this company that I've given my blood, sweat and tears to. And I get a ding on my phone and I, I pull it out and I get in the truck and I open it up. and it's that email from Tony and Dean. And I start, I just start weeping because I, it was just the confirmation that I needed that there's just no way to explain how, other than knowing that it started with something that God had placed in my heart way back then, years and years and years ago. But then finally I had gotten to the point where I could put it on paper. I could kind of visually see what it was. And I wrote it out. And I remember when I was sitting with my coach in that Mediterranean restaurant, writing it out, I, the same type of tears, I just broke. I was like, this is, this is who God's created me to be. This is who he's called me to be. And, and, I, and not to get too spiritual on your audience, Donna, but that entire year, I, I do believe God speaks to us. And that entire year, I, I had kept hearing a number of different things. Number one, I kept hearing the, the name Daniel. And I kept hearing, I'm preparing you to serve before Kings. And I had no idea what that meant. And it irritated the crap out of me because like, you know, when you feel something, you're like, I don't understand this. What in the world does this mean? I knew that the name Daniel wasn't, wasn't necessarily my son's first name. We weren't settled on that, but it is his middle name, Bear Daniel Waldy. And it, for me, I just started studying the life of Daniel in the Old Testament and just his faithfulness and his commitment uh, mm -hmm. to his values and who he knew that God had created him to be no matter what happened in the lion's den or being questioned by everybody. And, you know, just so that, and then preparing you to serve before Kings, as far as in the business space, I, I don't know of many people more influential uh, than a 
Tony Robbins. I mean, millions and millions and millions of lives for decades. And uh, when that all happened, I just, I lost it on it. I just broke down. I was like, there's no way, God, you're amazing. I don't know what this is for. I don't know what type of thing is going on here, but I am, I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm ready to rock and roll. And I felt so much peace. And then the testing started. <laughs> right? <laughs> testing your faith, seeing if you really believe. Yes. You know, yeah. oh, what an amazing story. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all of that and getting so deep into, you know, what that felt like and that whole emotional thing. And, you know, we do go through that in business. It's not uncommon mm-hmm. for us to go through emotional things. But I'd love to for you to give the viewers something that you can say, what was, what was the one thing that through all of this that you've dealt with was the biggest transition for you? The thing that made the, the biggest difference that other viewers that are going through this, or maybe, ha- or maybe they're in the corporate field and they're ready to make that plunge, but they don't know how to. What was yeah. the biggest thing that you used that, that could help them? Yeah, for sure. So uh, we kind of touched on it a a little bit ago about the concept of modeling, right? And so I had, for most of my life, I had an understanding or belief, I guess, that modeling was looking at what other people are doing and doing what they're doing. And then I would get the same results, right? And I think a lot of that is, is, is touted by a number of people unintentionally. And, and, what they're teaching are tactics and strategies and methods, which are vital. They're essential. You've got to know the right strategies. You've got to know those things. But what is missing for so many people and what was missing for me, and it wasn't until I recognized this where things actually started to shift, is that if you're looking at someone and you're wanting to replicate or produce similar results as they are in their life, it's not just the tactics, strategies, and methods. You have to understand their beliefs. You have to understand their habits, and you have to understand their behaviors. Mm -hmm. Those are the three things that so many people miss. And they look at like a Tony Robbins, like, oh, I want to be like Tony. Like, what does Tony do? No, no, no. It's who did Tony have to become, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, I look at Donna, like, how do I, how do I do stuff like Donna, right? It's not about what Donna does. It's who you've had to become, right? And what you've had to do in the internal work of changing your habits and thinking about your behaviors and your beliefs about yourself, your beliefs about your clients, your beliefs about life, your beliefs about who God's created you to be. And really wrestling with those is a super freaking uncomfortable thing, but people aren't necessarily willing to, to, to confront that in their own lives. And so then they just look at, okay, I just, I just want the strategy. Like, just tell me what to do. I just want the tactics. I just want the, me- like, you know, but then they go and do it. And that's what I was doing for so long is I was just trying to produce the same results by looking because we hear it. Success leaves clues, mm-hmm. but sometimes we look at the wrong clues mm-hmm. <laughs> or we, we don't have the whole picture. And so if there's any takeaway, I would say for, for those of you that are, are looking at succeeding in any area, whether you are wanting to pivot out of, you know, out of a nine to five and to build a, you know, build a business for yourself. If you're wanting to have a better marriage, if you're wanting to be a better parent, if you're wanting to, you know, to do something more successful in your finances, your relationships, your health, whatever it looks like for you, that the people that you are trying to model and that you're following understand that you're going to limit your success unless you really drill down deep and start to to seek to understand 
their beliefs and how they see the world, their behaviors and their actual habits. Habits are everything. Mm. And most people do not take time to take an inventory because we're just, we just go through life. We're just busy and we wake up and we go through and we go throughout our day and we go to bed and we have these habits we're not even consciously aware of. And if you want different, you have to become something different. And that process is, is amazing, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. It's very difficult. (laughs) It's not easy, but it'll be worth it. It's absolutely (laughs) worth it. 100%. I agree with that. Every morning that I get up at 5am and start my day and do my morning routine, it is like, it's so worth it. And now I actually look forward to it. But you know, when you first start those, it is hard, but Mm -hmm. it's so worth it. It is so worth it. So I love that. Thank you. Thank you, David, so much for joining us today. Thank you for leaving us with such great gems and some great things that people can use to really, I love the modeling. Thank you for sharing that. Such a great tip. And well, thank you, Donna. I, I so appreciate you having me here. It's been oh. an honor. I really appreciate you. So oh, you. it's an honor. Believe me. And uh, good luck on everything with Tony and Dean. I look forward to seeing you side by side with him someday. I'm sure it's going to happen. I really love that. Great goals. And, you know, just keep shooting for your dreams, you guys. It will happen. You Belief is huge. Do that modeling. It's going to work. You will get there. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm so grateful to have you. This is Power to Grow. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you've enjoyed the show, please leave a review now and I will give you a free download of my blessed morning. This is something that is worth so much. It's what I use to get past my past, if you know what I mean. Until our next show, thank you again for joining us. This is Donna Gammon, and this is Power to Grow. Thank you.